We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Brother Mark Brandon, and coming to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee today. And we hope that all of you that are joining today uh, are having a wonderful day. And uh, we thank God for the opportunity to come to you and just share God's word with you today. Uh, We want to invite you to come by and uh, visit our church, Tiftonia Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're located at 518 Browns Ferry Road, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Uh, If you've been listening to the podcast and uh, you're ever in this way, we'd love to know uh, that you heard about our church through the podcast. But God bless you. If this is your first time tuning in or joining us, hey, we welcome you. And uh, we hope and pray that the podcast will be a great encouragement to you. We put two out a week, uh, normally on Tuesday and Thursday. And of course, this platform here with podcasts, you can listen to them uh, whenever they are convenient for you. Today, I want to maybe finish up uh, what we started on the last uh, episode on just dealing with lessons from the fall of man. And we're looking in the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, chapter number three. And I want to read just a few verses with you here. Uh, The Bible says in verse one, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die die. So we see a lot of very important things here. The serpent is uh, beguiling Eve, deceiving Eve, and questioning the very word of God. And the word of God was clear. Eve heard what she heard. She heard the Lord say exactly what she told the serpent. But the serpent put a doubt in Eve's mind. So the Bible says, for God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil, which was true. Uh, they did know what was good and evil once they took of this fruit. But I wished of God, and you would have wished of God, that they would have never taken the fruit, because we could have lived in a perfect world knowing, not knowing between good and bad, right? And so good and evil. Then verse 6 says this, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and here it is, and a tree to be desired Uh, to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open. See, the devil did tell them the truth, but he certainly deceived them, didn't he? Their eyes were open and they knew that they were naked and they made themselves aprons. So we're just talking to you about some simple lessons that we learned uh, from the fall of man. And we talked about uh, how uh, Satan Uh, deceived Eve. Uh, We also learned that there's a pattern for sin. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Sin takes this pattern normally. Number one, the voice of the tempter was heeded. There was the voice, the temptation. It was heeded. Then there was a tampering with God's word. Uh, Satan deceived and tampered with God's word. He questioned God's word. He said, oh, that's not what he said. Oh, that's not what he said. And then he took something that God had said and he twisted it, made it sound like it would be of a benefit 
to Eve, you know, that your eyes will be open. Like, in other words, God's keeping something from you that's good from you, good for you. And that's not true. But he certainly spun it this way. So he tampered with God's word. And then there was an omission of God's wrath because we understand here uh, the devil never gives you the consequences of these sins. And we understand what happened here. The whole fall of man took place because of Adam and Eve disobeyed God. So we see some wonderful lessons here. We see the deception. We've seen, we talked about this on the last episode, there was a consciousness of wrong. and They realized there was a loss of innocence. You say, well, how did they know that? Well, the Bible said that their eyes were open. They realized they were naked. And then they tried to hide themselves. So there was definitely a consciousness of something that they did wrong. And then we see that there was a consciousness or there was a consequence of God's holiness. They heard the voice of God in verse 10, and they absolutely hid themselves. Now, that had never happened before, but they realized their eyes had been opened. They realized they were naked. They realized that they had sinned, and they understood at this point. So we talked about all of this on the last podcast. Let me talk to you about a couple more things that we find some lessons in the fall. We also found this. There's an excuse that was also contained in this passage of scripture, the excuse. Now, I want you to notice in verse 12, man blamed the woman, Adam blamed Eve, and then in verse 13, the woman blamed the serpent. So the blame game started. Oh my goodness, has that not continued all through these years? Uh, we always blame someone else or something else. And we think about this, it's very important that we own our sin. Um, it's not fun. We don't like it, um, but it's it's refreshing. Uh, I'm going to probably, in my church, uh, I've been looking at doing a life or a, a, a series of messages on the life of David and just, just preach on David. And one thing that amazes me is the, the man that he was. The Bible says so many wonderful things about him. That God loved him. And, and for generations, uh, People were blessed for the for the namesake of David, but yet David was not without his sin. He was not without his fault. I mean, think about it. The man committed adultery, and then not only did he commit adultery, he he committed murder. And here's a man that God used and then blessed the people of Israel for many, many, many years for his namesake. Why? And I, I've looked. He failed as a parent. We realize uh, uh, that he was a weak parent. Um. But what, what set David apart, and it's basically what I'm saying here, he didn't really blame. The moment he was found out, one thing that I always learned about David is he always responded good. You know, when, when, when Nathan came to him and said, you're the man, he didn't try to pass the buck. He owned it. Um, and so when we think about this, Adam and Eve, they both blamed someone else, no doubt about it. So we see that there's an excuse. And by the way, this still goes on today. There was excuses that were in, we can learn lessons from, you know, we, we, the man blamed the woman, the woman blamed the serpent. But the truth is real repentance, real maturity starts to come when we recognize our faults, we recognize our failures, we recognize our sin, turn from that, try to learn from it. That's when the real growth and maturity takes place. So we learned that in the fall. And then I want you to notice this, there was a curse that was contained in this fall. Genesis chapter 2, we understand, and then we look in verse 17. The Bible tells them here that for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, we see that there was a curse. There was a curse of the serpent. 
uh, verse 14 and verse 15 of chapter 3 here, he cursed the serpent. He was going to go in, in, on his belly. And I remember years ago in Bible college, there was a man that I went to Bible college. He had a he owned a pet store, and uh, he would talk about snakes. He actually had a, a, a snake, and he would use it as, a, you know, an object lesson. And he actually, I can't remember all of it, but he would tell me, he said, you know, you can look at a snake and tell they were perfectly built to have legs. But we know because of the curse, um, God says that the serpent was cursed in verse 14 and 15 because of the deception and what his role was uh, in this deception of man, the fall of man. Verse 14 says this, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Think about it. So there was a curse because of the fall. And then not only there was a curse on the serpent, there was a curse on the woman. Verse 16, the Bible says unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And so we see in the beginning it was not so. Think about this. The, the curse of the woman is... Look, there's nothing more precious than having a child, but there's nothing more painful uh, for a woman. And that's what the Bible says here. Because of this sin of the woman, there was a curse upon the woman. And then we see it was also on the man. Verse 17, and to Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it. All the days of thy life. Think about it. The hard work had to take place. Verse 18, thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return into the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust thou art will return. So think about it. The death of man, physically and spiritually, uh, began because of the fall of man, because of the sin of man. So we're talking about the excuses were made. We see that there was curses, not only on the serpent, but on the woman and on the man. And then we have also find here in this passage that man was left without a covering. Before the fall, he was innocent. But because he sinned, he found himself naked. There had to be a sacrifice made. Look at verse 21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. The covering had to take place. Innocent blood had to be shed to cover the sins of man. And I'm thankful we understand that the same picture was the Lord Jesus Christ uh, died and paid for our sins. His precious blood, innocent blood was shed that we might be covered, that we might be saved. So we see some wonderful things. And then we see the promise of redemption. And, of course, verse 15, uh, we know that's the first promise of the gospel, uh, the proto-evangelum, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. You know what that means? God and the devil is an enmity, but praise God, final victory will come and has come because of the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, his heel was bruised, but I'm telling you right now, Satan's head has been crushed. He is a defeated foe. Amen. We will be on the winning side if we know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior.
God bless you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.